If you don't know me, I'm Larry, and I'm blessed to be one of your elders here at the House of Prayer. And I'm blessed because Pastor Jeff asked me to be able to come and, and bring you the Word of God. But I want you to be prepared for that Word. Will you pray with me right now? Heavenly Father, we just come into your house expecting you to talk to us. Lord, we're not here to be entertained. We're here to, be, to receive the power of your Holy Spirit in our lives to such an effect, to have such an effect on us that, Lord, when we leave here, we glow. And when we leave this place, we want to go and we want to be able to bring your word into the lives of others. Lord, there's so much unknown in our world and so much unknown in our individual lives. Today, during this message, would you reveal how we can walk through the unknown of our lives into the very presence of you with your promises revealed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I said that the title of our message is for us to move from what is an unknown into the known will of God. But what is an unknown? You have a stack of bills and you have no money to pay. That's an unknown. You just sat in a doctor's office and in that doctor's office you were told that you have a disease that they don't think they can treat. That's an unknown. You have a relationship that you would love to have fixed, but you can't because every time you go into that, the presence of that individual, they reject you and you become argumentative and it just goes from bad to worse. That's an unknown. How does God get you from where you are in your life today to where he wants you to be? I think that in my mind, an unknown is this. It's a big black wall. You can't get over it, you can't dig under it, and you can't get around it. It's just too huge, and you stand there totally defeated before him. And you say, how, Lord, how, Lord, can we get out of here? Well, I'll let you know that the Israelites had that same situation. In fact, I love God's word because when I'm facing an unknown, I want to get from where I am to where I need to be with the Lord, and I do that by looking into God's word. And the Israelites, man, they, they just inspire me because they so disappointed God over and over again. And, I, and so when I disappoint God, I say, thank you for forgiving them and forgiving me. Well, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna enter into the unknown this morning. Here are my notes. I have no idea that I'm gonna use those notes. I want the Holy Spirit to bring what he wants you to hear this morning. And so, in, chap, in Numbers chapter 13 and 14, Write it down. I want you to read those two chapters when you get into your quiet time, either today or tomorrow, whenever that is. And, and, and I want you to read them because here's what happened to the Israelites. It's been one year, one year since they left Egypt. They, they left Egypt. They were free of being slaves. They, they saw God destroy one of the mightiest armies in the world. And it's been one year. Why do I know it's one year? Because Dick Kreider, a fantastic Sunday school teacher, back in the room over there. If you want to go deep into the word of God, you need to go and sit under the teaching of Dick Kreider. It's fantastic. Enough commercial. Now moving on. They were there in the desert, one year from being slaves. And God came and he spoke to Moses. And, and he said to Moses, listen. I want you to pick 10 men, and not just any men, I want you to pick 10 leaders out of the different tribes here among you. 
And so Moses did. Now I want you to understand that's, that's 10 leaders. And he said, I want you to send those men out for, for 40 days and I want them to scout the land that I have promised you, Canaan. I want them to go from the south to the north and I want them to come back and I want you to, want them to explain the beauty, the wonder of that land and it's all theirs if they will just enter into it. Well, the men came back. And they came and eight of them stood up and said, you know, it is beautiful land up there. You're going to love it. I tell you what, it'll be great. Look at the grapes that we brought back. And they were so big and so heavy, they had to carry them on a pole. And man, everybody was just looking. I said, boy, this is wonderful. And then those eight men stood up and gave testify and began to testify. The, the people are too big. They're giants. They have fortified cities. They have armor. They have, they have the armies that will just overrun us. We can't possibly take our small group of people into the land that God is promising us. And then there were two, Joshua and Caleb. And they sort of ambled up. Caleb came up. He was the spokesman. In fact, I think, I think Joshua pushed him up there. And, and, and Caleb said, Listen, it is fantastic, and I'm, we need to go into that land because God said it's our promised land, and, and, and we're going to go there. And the people just turned around and put their backs to them, and they began grumbling, and they began complaining, and they said, let's find another leader. Moses is going to only take us into this place, and we're going to get killed on this battlefield. I'd rather go back to Egypt and be a slave. Come on, let's, let's raise up a new leader that will take us backwards. I want to tell you about the leadership here in the house of prayer. I am so blessed. You are so blessed to have Pastor Jeff and the leadership and the, and the board, of trust, board of trustees and the board of elders they met 12 days ago. Pastor Jeff called them together. And they, Tuesday night, it was a hurry up meeting. And when we all sat there, Pastor Jeff said one thing. He said, I want you to put aside what your druthers, what your wishes, what your desires are, and I want you to focus on one question. I want you to decide within your own heart by the leading of God, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, what is the best place for the ministry of the house of prayer to continue? Is it in the current sanctuary or is it in the Family Life Center? And let me tell you, I hope that I'm expressing this as, as it took place, but you need to talk to the elders and the trustees that were there. That Pastor Jeff said, okay, let's look at the, at the Sunday school program is what impact is it going to be to be able to take, leave our, our Sunday school program in the current places that they're meeting or to bring them into the FLC? What are the challenges? What are the things that, that need to be done and for that to happen? Do you think there'll be better ministry here in the Family Life Center or back where we were? They did that for the choir. We need, we need risers for the choir, a better sound system than what we have right now. And you know those men came together and they spent three hours, three hours, three hours they spent. And they, they looked at both sides of the question. They expressed what was on their heart and what God was speaking to them. 
And at the end of that three hours, Pastor Jeff went and polled each of them. And he said, what do you believe that the Lord is leading us to do so that we can have an effective ministry, not just now, but into the future? And to a person in that room, it was, we need to step forward with the Lord into the Family Life Center. Wow. Well, what about us? Let me take you back to the people that were standing. Forty years later, the Israelites were standing, and there's the Jordan River, and they're not far from the Dead Sea, and across from the Jordan River is Jericho, and, and they're looking at that river, and it is just almost overflowing its banks. It's spring, and the water is coming, flushing down that, that, that river. And you're one of those people standing there looking at that river and saying, Ethel, what do you think? Do you think we're going to make it across that river if they asked us to go? This time, a whole generation has disappeared. Those that were 19 and younger at the time that the spies checked out the promised land, they're the ones standing at the river. And they look back and they said, you know, I know what those that went before us did. I think it's time for us to step forward into the river and go to the promised land. And they did. And when the Ark of the Covenant was, and those that carried it stepped into that river, let me tell you, the river dried up and they crossed on dry land. And they entered into, the, into Jericho. And you know what? They didn't have to raise one sword or kill one person. They just shouted out and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. We're at that place right now. And I don't know about you, but there is so much excitement and so much that the Holy Spirit is dropping into the hearts of the people that, that worship here that there is no other decision but let's go where the Lord is leading us. Amen? Let's go into that promised land that we call the Family Life Center. But how do we know this is really the right choice? Whenever Sandy and I are faced with, and it happened when we were called to a church, there was no way that we were qualified if you looked at our, our pedigree and, 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 and so forth. But we took a look at where God had led us and how he had led us from the day of our salvation to the day that we were standing there wondering, do we cross into this new ministry to, to, to lead a church? And there were mile markers and every one of them said, yes, I have prepared you. God said, I prepared you for this, I prepared for you. It happened here at the house of prayer. I don't know who they were, maybe some of you do, but there was a small group of people who, who were led by the Lord and said, let's have a house of prayer. And they built a church. And after they built the church and they worshiped there, they saw that God was blessing and, and the numbers increased. And on top of that, they said, we need to go and build a bigger sanctuary, and they did. And, the, and guess what? They sacrificed part of their old sanctuary so that they could have a larger sanctuary with lots of Sunday school rooms. And God blessed them and filled that. And then Pastor Jerry, who ministered and, and loved on us for 30 years, he, he had the vision and so did the leadership of that time. And they said, we want to, the Lord's telling us to build this gigantic building. It's almost like an ark, a gigantic building. And in there we'll have sports and we'll have banquets and we'll have times of worship. 
And so they moved into that promised land and we're sitting in the, in the very place that all they had was a word of God and they, and they moved into that place and we're sitting in it. And I can imagine that people were saying, oh gee, what are we gonna do with a big building like that? We'll never fill that building. It's gonna cost too much. It's, oh, it's just, but you know what? The leadership and the people who caught the vision of God moved into the Family Life Center. And now we are there and we have the opportunity. Well, well what, what other signs do we have? Well, number one, we now have two services that are combined. Look at yourselves out here. You're, you are, we are, I'm meeting people that have probably worshiped here for 30 years and I'm telling them, I'm asking if they're brand new members. Now I get to see your faces. I get to hug on you. I get to shake your hand. I get to meet you. Sunday school classes are just off the floor. You can move easily into a Sunday school class or back out again. And we have not only plenty of room for our Sunday schools today, but there are rooms throughout this building that are waiting to have a new Sunday school class. And you might say, whoa, wait a minute. Hey, what about money? It's going to cost a lot of money to improve our sound system, build this and build that and do this and get stuff in our new Sunday school. Where's that coming from? Well, let me tell you, God's already provided it. What? God's already provided it? That's right. If you went to the last business meeting, in the bottom right-hand corner of the last page, of the back page of our, our financial report, you'll see that this church, because of your giving, God's blessing in your life and your blessing back into the church, this church has $62,000 ready to invest into the future of this church. $62,000. Let's give a praise. So do you think God's given us enough evidence to move forward? I think so. But what about you? I said in my, at the very beginning, now it's time to get a little personal. I said, we're, I've talked about moving into the unknowns in our own lives. It's one unknown to come and to see where God's leading us here in our worship services and our, our Sunday schools. But what about us? I love to do object lessons. If you've ever seen one of my devotions or been in a service with me, I love doing object lessons. Well, today's your lucky day. Why? Because you're going to be my object lesson. Everybody who has God's Word, I don't care if it's on a phone, on an iPod, iPad, or you have it in God's Word, hold it up. Oh, look at that, Lord. Look at that. They brought the Word of God, your Word, right into this house. Super. Now I want you to turn to and I want you to do this now. I know it's familiar, but John 3, 16 and 17. John 3, 16 and 17. Turn to it. This is important. We're going to take a little walk into the unknown. Now, those who have your Bibles in one form or another, I want you at this point, I'm going to give you a moment. Find John 3, 16. I still hear those rustling pages. Oh, God, thank you. Okay, with your word, I want you to stand up. Now, with your loudest voice, I want you to begin reading John 3, 16 and 17, turning around to, and facing everybody around you, and I want you to proclaim that word to them as loud as you can, and keep doing it until I tell you to stop. Go!
Okay, you did it. Thank you. You may be seated. But what did you do? What did you do? You proclaimed the life-saving word of God to those around you. Now, the unthinkable thing is to go out those doors and do the very same thing to your neighbors, your family, those that you work with. That's moving into the unknown. You have just done it here. Take what you know and move into the unknown of the lives that surround you and bring them the word of God. We're going to have an opportunity to pray for each other. Do you notice that we have altars, kneeling altars up here? It's going to get even better up here. But let me tell you, I have the first question that I want to to pose to you sitting out there, and that is, do you know what's going to happen after you take your last breath? Most of you in this room do, but is there somebody in this room that does not know what's going to happen? Are you going to heaven or are you going to hell or there's just nothing out there? We're just turning to dust. That's a question I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will settle in your heart today. And if there's somebody here who has spoken to you about the greatness and the goodness of God, I want you to go to them and I want you to ask them to pray with you. We're going to have the the elders come up and their wives to come up and stand here so so that you can come and, and, and have them pray over you and anoint you with oil. In a few minutes, I'm going to, I'm going to have Peter begin playing. And here's the song that he's going to, going to play, Come to the Altar. But let me tell you, Craig had asked me to give him whatever song I wanted him to be sung as the altar is being called to. And I didn't know what that was, but at 3 o'clock in the morning, God woke me up and he said, This is the song, Come to the Altar. And I reached for my phone and I turned the thing on and I listened to Come to the Altar. And here are the words. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today. Come today. There's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes of a new life is born, Jesus is calling. Do you have bills you can't pay? Elders, if you would come up with and, and, and begin to make yourself available for prayer. As they're coming, if you're sitting out there and you know somebody who needs to have prayer, you just go to them and pray where they are or bring them to the altar. Do you have bills you can't pay? Come to the altar. Do you have have a, a life situation that you can't overcome? Come to the altar. If you want to know where you're going to be when you take your last breath, come to the altar. This is our opportunity as a body of Christ to begin to minister in prayer one to each other. I want you to stand up and I want you to move as the Holy Spirit calls you to move. 
I'm not going to say it again. I'm going to go down and prepare myself to pray with you if you'll come forward. But this is your time, your opportunity to come to the altar. Oh, Heavenly Father, just draw them. Not by my words, but by your, your movement within their hearts. Draw them, Lord. Let them come to the altar. In Jesus' name, amen.